Hi, this is Heidi, and this is Parent Town, a podcast where we explore stories of parenting in hopes that they can connect us and just maybe make the world a little easier to understand. Hey everyone, welcome to Parent Town. This is Heidi. This is the first in a series we are dedicating to the term body image. This term body image is such a vast topic from how it triggers our own feelings and reactions and memories to the media and its role to how we talk to our kids, to what other resources are out there. What comes to mind when you think of these words, body image, and how are you talking to your own children about this topic? According to Psychology Today, body image is the mental representation one creates, but it may or may not bear close relations to how others actually see you. Body image is subject to all kinds of distortion, from internal elements like our emotions, moods, early experiences, attitudes of our parents, and much more. Nevertheless, it strongly influences behavior. In saying that, the goal with Parent Town is simple. It's sharing this power of story and how taking a moment to listen to others share their stories, whether it's from currently parenting to being parented, Stories can connect us and remind us that we're not alone. Maybe walk away with questions or even answers. In this episode, we hear from Sarah, a mother of two girls and a holistic personal trainer and yoga instructor. This is her story. Well, let's see. My name is Sarah. I live in Minnesota. I have two beautiful daughters. They are 11 and 13 years old. I own my own business. I am a wellness, I kind of, I hate to say fitness, even though that's kind of what I do, but it's a more wellness approach, Mm -hmm. moving your body, eating healthfully and drinking a lot of water. We're discussing that there's so much to cover when we bring up these two words of body image. And just with you and I as women, just sort of sitting here at the table, I'd love to know your story about growing up and how those conversations around body image or maybe lack thereof conversations unfolded and created the Sarah that you are today, not only with you in your personal life, but also with what you do for work. Mm. I grew up with a mom who didn't love herself very much Mm. and didn't love her body, didn't uh, delight and celebrate in her flesh. And so the messages that I got a lot were never thin enough. Mm. She was never thin enough and never satisfied in her body. And the messages around me were all around being thin. It was all of the diet culture. I grew up in the seventies. It was be thin, be blonde, have blue eyeshadow. You know I mean? It was all, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. all like, you know, Cheryl Teagues and yeah. that era. Yes. So I grew up not with that, certainly not looking like that. But I was naturally thin. Without even trying, that I got a lot of, a lot of kudos for that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was older and, you know, pregnant mm-hmm. and had children. And then, then my body started changing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I had to start thinking about my body. And mm-hmm. it looked different. And, and how do I relate to my body now that I'm just not naturally thin? Mm. And it caused some issues. 
I didn't feel good for a while. I didn't understand why was I gaining weight? I'd never thought about weight before. I never had to think about weight before. But I entered into the field of fitness and all of a sudden the messages became very, very clear to me that what I was supposed to, quotation mark, what I was supposed to look like. Sure. I danced around with some disordered eating around that because I thought, well, to be a fitness professional, I had to look a certain way. And I had to exercise myself into submission. And mm. um, so there was a lot of playing with the extremes. Mm-hmm. And then I would, of course, as human beings often do, when you play on one end, you bounce back to the other end. And so then in my off season, when I, in the wintertime, when I wasn't out there in shorts and I was eating potato chips and gaining all the weight back, and mm. drinking wine and being unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And then, oh my God, spring's coming. Short season is coming. Mm-hmm. I got to get back into it. I got to work out harder. I've got to eat salads. And that dance really messed with my head. And I knew it was a sticky thing that I was dancing with. It was sticky and gross and it didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point that I was like, nope, I don't like this. I don't want any woman who's working with me to feel like this. I need to find a better way. I need to find a different way. And so thus... I completely did a self-guided course on self-compassion. And I went online, I read books, I watched TED Talks. I mean, anything I could find and get my hands on with those two words in it. And so for me now, when I hear the words body image, what comes up for me are the words self-compassion. So that was... That's huge, though, that you recognize that. That's a huge turnaround. Yeah, I mean, I was very much like, I don't want to feel like that. I know that that's not wellness. So at some point, you know, I just was like, there's got to be a better way. And I I had an idea that it started with the seed of Mm self-love. But self-love is hard. Those are hard words. It's hard to get someone to get from point A to point B around the word self-love. So for me, it started with, can I just be compassionate with myself? Can I just start with that seed of self-compassion? And from the seed of self-compassion bloomed self-love for me. Mm. And then from self-love grew self-care. That's kind of what I try to bring into my work around wellness is that beginning of, can you just start to stop flagellating yourself for not looking a certain way that we're told to look, which is crap. Yeah. It's complete crap, what we're fed. It's, it's meant and designed to keep us purchasing. Diet industry is a zillion dollar industry that's mm-hmm. meant to keep you not liking yourself. It's a revolutionary act to like yourself mm-hmm. and to be okay in your flesh. And so for me, it's how can I help people get reacquainted with this beautiful body mm-hmm. and then maybe learn to appreciate some things about it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's true. I mean, we're going to talk a lot about media and body image in another podcast. And it is. It, they th- it's, a, it's a thriving business off of self-loathing yep. and of self-hatred. And it's working. Tell me about how you talk to your girls. Well, I think, honestly, the reason why I did that self-compassion course was truly because I looked at my girls. At the time, I dived off the deep end. I'm going to run a marathon when I, my child's one-year-old. Who does that? Like, I actually want to, I look back at myself in those days, and I'm, I want to hug myself, and I want to comfort myself. When they got older was when I was like, I do not want to model this extreme behavior. I want to model 
moderation and love. Mm. They were the impetus behind me Mm -hmm. pushing towards self-compassion. And so how I talk to them is I say, your body's a gift. Your body's a gift and it's perfect in every way. It's meant to move you. It's how you sense and feel the world. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. And so enjoy it, treat it well, move for pleasure. And then all of those words transfer into how I treat my work. Mm -hmm. And so it was through them that I was like, how do I want to model it? Well, I want to teach them it's a gift. Your body's a gift. And all bodies are different. That was another one. All bodies are different. And you don't look at someone else's body and judge it for looking differently than yours. You may notice that it looks different than yours, but it's not less than or more than. Mm -hmm. It's just simply different. different. And I love the word modeling. I think what you were just talking about is like us as parents, I think we can do a lot of talking, what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. But it's this act of modeling that really resonates and that sticks with kids. From my own childhood, I think about, you know, I think when you become a parent, sometimes you look back on how you were parented and you take a little bit of the good and then you look at the not so good and you try and maybe learn from that somehow and make it different. But what I remember about the good parenting is the modeling and like the good modeling. And I think that's what I take. Yes, have those conversations with your kids, but also make sure that you Treat yourself the way that you're talking to them about treating themselves. Don't look in the mirror and be like, oh, if I could only lose five pounds or, oh, I got to look at fatness or I just think that can be so damaging because that was also done in my childhood too. And I remember that, you know, and that's the stuff that's maybe the not so good parenting. <laughs> God bless them. But um, <laughs> we're all just doing our best, including my own parents. I think that's what we're learning. Our generation is this healthy modeling It's interesting to think about that in terms of like what's healthy modeling because I remember when I was doing a lot of running and eating healthfully, I wasn't doing it for the right reason. And so therefore in my, ultimately at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, but was that healthy modeling? And the day that I had to think about that was a day that I took my youngest, she was just wee, she was like maybe five. Mm -hmm. I took her out for ice cream and she said to me, aren't you going to get anything? Hmm. Whoa. And I looked at her and I said, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And I ordered something, even though it wasn't Whole30 compliant. <laughs> but it taught me right in that moment, what is it that I want to model? Do I want to model that, no, I'm going to deprive myself? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to model taste, love, enjoy, experience life? Absolutely. So in that moment, I gave up the with de- deprivation. I love that. <laughs> So with with your work, too, I know you and I in the past have talked a lot about what you see in the industry that you're in and the apparent lack of uh, representation. representation. I'm sorry. Could you talk a little bit more mm. about that? It's really important for me as a white, able-bodied woman for me to remind people that wellness is on a spectrum and it doesn't look like a thin muscular white woman. That is not the bar with which we should set our individual health and wellness because it looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. There was a great article in Runner's World about this woman, African-American woman who is 250 pounds and running marathons. Mm -hmm. That's health and wellness. I feel very strongly it's so individual. And the problem is, is there's that bar, that subconscious bar that 
is run through and you read it in magazines and you see it in television and you it's we're surrounded with it Mm -hmm. and so we think that that is what we should aspire to be instead of sensing and feeling the Mm -hmm. gift of our bodies Mm -hmm. which talk to us all day long it tells you when you're too full it tells you oh that food doesn't agree with you oh i oh i need to stretch and move oh it's a beautiful day i want to go for a walk if you sense and feel so all of those messages that we get disconnect us from our bodies Mm -hmm. which are talking to us and asking us for what it needs absolutely so as far as representation goes i say if this is again just my impression disengage i really try to disengage from the messaging because all it does is make me feel crappy Mm -hmm. and if it makes me feel crappy how would it make a woman of color or a man of color feel how would it feel if you're not able-bodied less than Mm -hmm. i'm not okay with that that's not certainly not invited into that yes into that conversation or invited to even be a part of that world. Totally. You're not seeing yourself. No, you're not seeing yourself. And so you don't feel welcome. And and any health club you go to, the first thing I do, I walk in, I look around. What about age too? It's an interesting thing as I start to age, the messaging that I start to receive about being in the place of fitness as an aging woman, let alone, hey, I happen to have all the privileges of being a white, able-bodied woman. But the messaging that I get is, <laughs> you're getting old. <laughs> you're getting, like, give up. But, yeah, up. I don't know. I, I don't know. So when I show images of myself as a middle-aged woman slinging, you know, barbells around, I feel a little bit like, well, yeah. I want to bust people's perceptions about Absolutely. what health and wellness looks like because what we've been receiving is just crazy. It's, uh, it's crazy and, and damaging. Damaging, and, exactly. You know, I think... Uh, and not realistic. No. Who do you think's doing it well? I mean, we I think was you and I were talking last week about, was it Athleta? That well, happened or no? so Athleta was, they were, I was on a warpath with them for a while. Because I remember I opened up a catalog, what was this, like three, four years ago. Yeah. I opened up a catalog and I was so disheartened by the images. Yeah. All these 20-year-old white women, thin, mm-hmm. you know, fit white women, dieted into submission, by the way. So <laughs> we, we did a letter writing campaign. I'm taking full responsibility for the fact that Athleta is now much more diverse. <laughs> <laughs> but even like things like Target, you know, like I was, I, oh, little, I, I feel like, you know, the more that we demand as people and the more that we say, you know what, we're again, we're better than this. We know more. We're saying that everybody has the right to be healthy. And what does that look like to you and your community? I think the more people in the marketing world are picking up on that and maybe not for the best of reasons because they all (laughs) make money. But at the end of the day, when I see my body in spandex in a magazine, I will probably purchase (laughs) something from that magazine versus somewhere else. Representation matters. I want to see a woman with a hijab. I want to see, you know, women from all different cultures, all different sizes. I mean, representation matters. Yeah. Do you, didn't you talk about this with your girls? I know. Oh yeah. yeah. In fact, they the day I'll never forget the the it was after the athletic campaign and I was on a warpath. <laughs> um, they pulled out. You know, one came in the mail, and my twelve year old daughter came up to me last year with an athletic catalog and and said, "Mom, look!" And she flipped open to you know four different pages that had a woman who was older and a woman of color in it Uh and a woman of size in it. And I, I just felt like, and her, her little face was like, yep. 
Hey, they know. Yeah, they know. Kids get it. And I think I've always loved to this idea of just being strong. And I, I love the fact that like, that's something I can talk to my kids about. And, and I have two girls and a son and to talk to them all about, it is about being strong. It is about being strong minded and strong in your body. And it's not about fitting this design that is just never going to happen. I know we've come a long way as far as talking to our kids about this. What do you feel like, we're, is there anything that we're missing? Anything that you look around and you're like, oh man, if they could just get on board or if we could have a different conversation about this around body image. It's so multi-layered for me now that for me, I'm taking a look at my own privilege under the umbrella yeah. of body image. Mm-hmm. So when you start having conversations about eat healthier. Well, the fact of the matter is many people aren't afforded the luxury of being able to eat healthy. When you go into a grocery store and a bag of apples is more expensive than a four pack of mac and cheese, Mm -hmm. we've got some issues in this country. And so, you know, when you're talking about the issue of obesity in America, it's directly linked to poverty. Mm -hmm. And so I think that ultimately, Heidi, is the overarching thing. I can't help but just feel like it's just so multi-layered. So when I talk to my kids, I talk to them a lot about how lucky we are to have fresh fruits and vegetables and how lucky we are that we can nourish our bodies Mm -hmm. in this way because many people aren't afforded that privilege. Absolutely. Sarah, thank you so much. It's a great conversation. Thank you. It was so nice to be here. Thank you for listening. Please check out our website at www.parent-town.com. Like us and share the podcast on our Facebook site. We really, really appreciate that. You can listen to us where you listen to all your podcasts under Parent Town Podcast. If you have an idea for a show, we would love to hear from you, so don't be shy. Thank you to Greg Ward at Studio Arcade and to Park States for our theme music. Again, thank you for listening. I'm Heidi, and this is Parent Town.